0: Call or text The Ron Show anytime at 404-919-2725. The Ron Show on America One Radio. Oh my gosh. Anyone who is, well, first of all, if you're at home or at work watching the votes for Speaker of the House, oh my God, get out, get a life. No, no, don't sit there and watch it. Leave that to, to those of us who have charged ourselves with making this like our profession because it's, ugh. Boring and goofy and weird. Do you not watch this if you've watched it and think, you know, I think I've seen this play out when I was in grade school and we were voting for like middle school class president. (laughs) Really, it's not all that undifferent. It's kind of churlish and immature. And in a bipartisan effort, I'm loving some of the. Uh, you know, uh, cute ways of saying Hakeem Jeffries. What was it? My bad brother from Brooklyn. Okay, all right. But that was like, you know, junior year high school sloganeering kind of stuff. Anyway, what's going on right now as we watch the GOP fail to govern itself, and we're supposed to think that they can govern the country, is that the dog has caught the car that's it. The, the dog has caught the car. And I want to bring this back a little bit to all of the crap that was going on with Southwest Airlines last week. They are a budget airline. You can get on a Southwest flight, in a lot of cases, for less than a hundred bucks. You can fly to Florida from here, in a lot of cases, for less than a hundred bucks. I do it all the time. Not Southwest. Uh, I think I've flown Southwest once, maybe twice, but I usually partake in like uh, Frontier or what's the other one? Spirit. I mean, you can go to you can go to the Dominican, not the Dominican. Yeah, you can go to the Dominican Republic on Spirit, but you can go to the Virgin Islands. I know this round trip less than three hundred bucks in a lot of cases. The Virgin Islands. Done it twice. I know. The reason I bring up budget airlines and all that went down with (laughs) Southwest and. You know, the limited service. We all joke about the limited service you get with Frontier Airlines or with Spirit. It's like riding a bus in the sky. Yeah, you get what you pay for. That's the same mentality you have to apply to governance, y'all. We have been through four-plus decades of supply-side economics trickle-down, tax cuts, tax cuts, tax cuts. And I'm not saying that there's not ways to save money, but we never look in depth at things like Pentagon spending, for example, subsidies to fossil fuel companies that are causing us to spend more money through FEMA. (laughs) We don't look at those, those avenues. But in general, when you buy something at a bargain price from a bargain retailer, you know what you're getting. You're getting cheap. The GOP has been starving government from the local, state, and federal level for so long now that we don't have funding nearly like we did in the 1950s and 1960s, 1970s even, for post-secondary trade school, community college, colleges, universities. And so that burden has been placed on the folks that go. And their student debt makes it unpalatable for them to want to go to college. Who wants to become a nurse if you're going to have to pay a third of your income for 30 years to also work, What you have to work sometimes 12, 24-hour shifts, the pandemic the last two and a half years. Has that looked fun? And you got to pay your student loan debt? Mm. I think I'll become a phlebotomist. You know, you can do that. You can do that like quick. Eh, I think I'll become a pharmacist. Yeah, you can do that pretty quick too and on the cheap. Or I think I'll just get my real estate license. (laughs) Six weeks, I had it, baby. Yeah, when you start cutting corners in places, it starts to it starts to tear apart other places, right? it starts to show what you got was pretty cheap. And that's what's that's where we are now as a country. And when you see a party that has gone so far to the fringe, I can't even say to the right, because the MAGA movement, they're not necessarily just to the right. They're just very white Christian nationalist, very uh, fearful of diversity, freaking out about it, actually. This is like the last gasp of the white patriarchy, conservative white patriarchy. That's what this is. We're in the throes and it's, they're desperate and they look desperate. But now you've got a party that can't even decide, are we conservative? Are we fiscal conservative? Are we social conservative? are we just scared that white people aren't going to be 50% plus and rule the roost in our lifetimes? And that's the confliction that's going on within the GOP. (laughs) It's so weird to sit here today and tell you that Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to be the voice of reason <laughs> in the GOP for getting behind the consensus leader for Speaker of the House in Kevin McCarthy. But here we are, Marjorie Taylor Greene, sneering now at Matt Gates, <laughs> sneering at Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert. Listen to this as she talked to the press this morning.
1: We have been negotiating talking, debating back and forth in our conference, trying to come to a really good rules package, and it's amazing. As a matter of fact, I'll quote Matt Gates. He said it's exquisite. That's what he said on our conference call on Sunday. Um, But in that conference meeting there, we found out that there were several members, three in fact, that went in uh, last night and were demanding positions for themselves demanding gavel positions, demanding uh, subcommittees, demanding for people to be taking off committees and people to be put on committees. Three, three Republicans out of our 222. I want you all to know I have not done that for myself. Right. The only thing I have done is, is debate and, and, and request and argue amongst my peers for the right things for the rules package and for our agenda for the American people. And that's the only thing I've done. I haven't asked for one thing for, my, for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only Republican that has zero committees. So you would think I would be the one in there asking for something. But I haven't done that. But I find out that it's my uh, Freedom Caucus colleagues and my supposed friends that went and did that. And they asked nothing for me. Nothing. That's what I found out in there. I'm furious. Let me tell you something. I'm While curious. the conservatives that the base supports and believes in, let me, let me remind everyone, they're not perfect either. Scott Perry, before his general election, refused to vote uh, against the bill that was all about the gay marriage bill. He didn't but he, he refused to vote against it. he voted for it. Then when it came back around after his election he was able to vote against it. Conservatives would not like that. Mm. Let me remind every, everyone this Matt Gates who has compared Kevin McCarthy to Paul Ryan, my friend Matt Gates, he supported Paul Ryan almost more than anyone. It's still on his social media. as a matter of fact his first vote in Congress was for Paul Ryan as Speaker. And then he cheered him on for nearly a year and a half or more when people like me were at home furious at Paul Ryan's speakership because it wasn't passing the MAGA agenda that we all supported. Chip Roy, he refused to object on January 6th. That's not what our base wanted. He also set out the vote for the January 6th committee. There's many more. Bob Good, $2 million from Kevin McCarthy to get elected. Lauren Boebert, under $2 million from Kevin McCarthy to get elected. Many more people have taken Kevin McCarthy's money to get elected, and then there's a few of them that don't want to support him as speaker. So imagine that. This is not anything about the country. This is all about never Kevin. They just don't like Kevin McCarthy. You cannot be successful in anything if you aren't able to walk in a room, make your make what you want, and get a deal done, and then walk away with the W and get to work and not worry about who you like and who you don't like. This is not about prom king. This is not about a pastor. This is about electing a person to sit in the speaker chair so that we can all get to work. And out of 222 Republicans, let me remind everyone, there's 218 votes to get something passed. That means all of us are powerful, every single faction in the Republican Party. So there's not going to be a tiny little group that is going to demand their way because they want subcommittee chairs and they want certain power positions. That is not how this works, and that is the worst thing they could do for the country.
0: So, first of all, does anybody believe that Marjorie Taylor Greene hasn't been promised something? She may not have asked for it, but... You don't think she's been promised something? I have never seen her work so hard as a legislator to actually do something in the House of Representatives. I mean she the first 2 years she was more a no-show or a no-vote or a vote to close than she did actual business. What was that line about being an adult and coming in and walking away with the W? That woman couldn't see fit to even show up, let alone participate in a debate or behave herself well enough to stay on a committee to fashion out some sort of compromise in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And now she's starting to understand. Yeah, compromise matters, ma'am. Even within the group of people you like, Compromise gets things done. Do you think she's going to figure this lesson out? I don't. No. We're in a hyper-partisan Team Red versus Team Blue society. I don't think she'll ever connect the dots. But lo and behold, with someone with half a brain cell to keep warm, <laughs> with some synaptic nerve endings firing every once in a while, the light bulb would come on. Oh. Oh, I get it. Here I am talking about compromise, but the last two years, I wasn't even willing to sit down and have discussions with people to come to common ground. Oh. And as long as that lack of self-awareness sits in the minds of the Marjories and her now opponents, hmm, Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and Andy Biggs, I mean, the vote was like, the first vote was like nearly by the time I even went to air today it was already at 11 and you know that's going to be more than a dozen when I mean it was they were just through the L's more than a dozen defectors and here's here's something I you know me I, I'm a Steve Kornacki guy I wish you were single anyway um Steve Kornacki pointed out like if there are enough idiots on the right who Uh, do a no vote or vote to abstain or or somehow leave, if they get that down to, I want to say, 400 and... Well, the the Democrats are united, so there's 212 votes for Hakeem Jeffries regardless, right? All they need is to have, I want to say it's like 12 abstentions, 12 present votes or no votes on the right, and Hakeem Jeffries would become Speaker of the House. I mean, that's not going to happen. I, I, I can't imagine that there are. Okay, I can't imagine there are twelve idiots in the GOP caucus. What I'm saying is, I don't think that they would let that happen more than once or twice before somebody on the right walks over to the other nine or ten and say, "You can't do that," and here's why. Let me show you the math. Here, let me roll the Kornacki video for you. Ew, MSNBC. I can't watch. My eyes will burn. Explain it to him. But you never know. Oh, Marge. Oh, bless her. My gosh. This is the lesson that she needs to learn. This is the lesson that those in her party need to learn. Paul Ryan? Oh, man. <laughs> Paul Ryan and John Boehner, they they didn't budge. They didn't debate. They didn't meet in the middle. But to hear Marjorie talk, they were traitors. Because at the end of the day, They had to let things happen because there's a process, whether they liked it or not. January 6th showed us what Marjorie Taylor Greene actually thinks about the process. That thought being, if it doesn't go my way, blow it all up. More Ron Show on America One Radio next. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with eXp Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness, you could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell, or both, real estate, residential real estate, in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, you are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property. Now, if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors? Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay. Yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up 843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720 website rononthereal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with eXp Realty.